0: what are the three key questions surrounding the 2023 green bay packers for fantasy football it's time to break it down right here right now including that new starting quarterback as we begin another edition of locked on fantasy football you are locked on fantasy your daily nfl fantasy podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. I'm not doing this. I'm running about NFL and Fantasy Football for SportingNews.com. Check out my off-season grades now for all 32 teams, how they did in the draft and in free agency. So breaking those teams down, all the newcomers that you can track there, as well as the best available free agents still out there, including DeAndre Hopkins and Ezekiel Elliott. So A lot of uh, players still that could help fantasy football available. The Packers also have some of those players on their roster. They move on from Aaron Rodgers. They make the blockbuster trade with the Jets, and he's gone. Jordan Love is now anointed as the starter. So good stuff there overall that we're looking at with the Packers uh, that they move on, turn the page. Very young offense. A lot of uh, skill position players changing. The running backs staying the same, but – more wide receiver and tight end help as they turn the page there. Christian Watson now is your number one receiver. Jordan Love is your starting quarterback. And what gives with the Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon? Is there going to be something that changes there in that running attack? So we want to look at all that here on today's show. Thanks again for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen today. Subscribe and follow for free wherever you get your podcasts. We're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com/slash lock on NFL, and when you enter the promo code LOCKED ON NFL—that's all caps—they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. So, looking uh, forward to that, and uh, we'll tell you more about Bird Dogs how you can get into the action later in the show. All right, it is time to break down the number one key question for the Green Bay Packers, and uh, that is Christian Watson. How high is his upside? What is his status here as the wide receiver one of the Packers and how that translates to fantasy football? So let's see where we were last year, shall we? He is ranked pretty high. We know that in looking at the consensus expert half-point PPR rankings, last year he finished as wide receiver 35 and not playing a full season. Keep in mind he started out slowly there. He ends up as wide receiver 30, so well within the wide receiver threes and the top 36 in terms of average points per game. So that's great. When you look at his numbers, very much tied to his touchdowns. He had nine touchdowns. He had only 41 receptions, 66 targets, 611 yards there. So pretty good rookie year, given that he started slow in the injury, working through it, a second-round pick. They're hoping that he's the next Devontae Adams in this mix. He was again wide receiver 25 so he's bumped up to the top wide receiver three from his status last year now is that enough given the way the packers are so let's examine that shall we we have a uh, Romeo Dubs the fellow second year wide receiver who is the starter on the outside he's ranked 64th in half point PPR you have Jane Reed is expected to replace Randall Cobb in the slot at 94 overall now let's look at it overall for the big picture and what's available for the Packers. Only the Texans have more vacated targets than the Packers. That's 258. There's so many available targets here, but we know part of that is going to be eaten up by Watson who had 66. So he's going to see a big bump up in his targets and dubs had 67 targets. He caught 42 of them for 425 yards and three TDs. So Interesting uh, combination of numbers there. Essentially the targets were very similar. You just had massive more production for Watson overall with the yardage and the touchdown. So Watson separate himself from dubs last year. The coaching staff should pay attention to that. Dubs is a big play threat at times, but he's a little bit more inconsistent Watson, a little bit more polished. And that makes sense because he drafted Watson higher. He blew up the combine. He was a borderline first round talent. Now, Where are the biggest vacated targets coming from? Well, Al Mazzard, he leaves exactly the century mark, 100, as he goes to Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Robert Tunyon left in free agency to the rival Bears. He had 67 targets. And Randall Cobb working the slot 50. And don't forget about Sammy Watkins. He had 22 as well to come in there around these receivers. So that's what's available here for the Packers in terms of the catches. So you figure Christian Watson is going to get the number one wide receiver treatment. He gets in there with Jordan love, a fellow young player at quarterback and love and Watson showed pretty good chemistry last year when Watson and love had a chance to play together. Dubs has been up and down with his durability and wasn't always available there to produce, but Watson after the slow start really was a big factor. He was a touchdown machine there used very well in the red zone hey that sounds familiar to Devante Adams that was his role so I think Christian Watson is being undersold here 25 in the ranking is conservative here for sure people are concerned about Jordan Love and you can look at that but Aaron Rodgers didn't have the best year in fantasy football last year either so we'll explore that in our second segment but I don't think the quarterback situation really brings down Watson much. In fact, it's a really good situation where you have a young quarterback. He's probably going to tuss, trust one receiver a little bit more than the others. And you don't have the Lazard. So you don't have that veteran there or Cobb. So in essence, Watson is a veteran. Keep in mind, Jaden Reed is another rookie. They invested more in wide receivers in the draft. They have uh, Dontavian Wicks. They have Samari Toure, another young receiver in there. So a lot of uh, youth on this team is – well as a tight end at Luke Musgrave. So you figure Musgrave and uh, their tight ends are going to pick up the slack there for what Tunyon vacated with 67 targets. You figure Jane Reed could easily get what Cobb gets. So really you're looking at Alan Lazard's hundred targets being distributed a lot between Watson and Dubs. And I figure Watson was the more productive player. He's probably going to see a good chunk of those probably 60s, to 65 of those targets. Well, Dub sees the rest of those vacated targets by Lazard in this offense. So, and you can't duplicate the same passing volume from year to year. That's something we have to consider when we're looking at vacated targets, but there is definitely opportunity available for Christian Watson even more than we think. And we love the fact that he scores touchdowns. That's an easy ticket to scoring, whether in standard half point or full PPR. I mean, that's very good production given his limited volume there, 41 for six 11. So if he bumps his catches to 75, even you're in great shape to get close to a thousand yards receiving or well more than that. And then the touchdowns, there's a very good chance that he'll put up double digit touchdowns. That's a high touchdown scoring rate. We know from last year with the nine for 41. I mean, that's insane, but even if he's more uh, modest here and he catches a touchdown, every maybe eight catches, you're still looking pretty good here. If he can get to 80, catches and then you're looking at 80 and 10 probably and about 1200 yards so to me that adds up not just as a borderline wide receiver two three but puts him in the conversation of the back end wide receiver one so bump him up from that wide receiver 25 I think he'll live up to expectations he's just too talented and in a great position love the catch radius love that he's stressed all over the field and love that he has some connection with Jordan Love all right. There you have a look at the number one key question for the Green Bay Packers and their fantasy football production here for 2023. So you're looking at wide receiver. We'll look at the guy throwing to Watson there in our next segment. That's Jordan Love taking over for Aaron Rodgers. We told you at the top that this episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is brought to you by Bird Dogs. And really, I can't say enough about Bird Dogs. Their joggers and shorts are just so comfortable. I have some and. a really i love them because they're versatile they transition from just being around and uh going and saying look this is a uh, pretty special here with what we're looking at with uh, bird dogs uh, just very comfortable you can use them to work out you can walk in them you can then transition to going out on the town and uh, doing some things and you're going to feel comfortable and good all the time here with uh the best uh, shorts and joggers out there. Their stretch khakis are designed to fit slimmer through your tie and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. I like that part. They do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. They really do. And I really like the way they fit. I tend to wear them very often, no matter what I'm doing. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. You know, we don't like that. Bird Dogs fix this issue by venting cloud Net fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a waist slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement we love that because we're on the go a lot in the summer we want something comfortable and that we can move in really well bird dogs also uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long also important for those long summer days we're out and about and want to be out and enjoy it and bird dogs is going to help you with that so really love uh, bird dogs and you will too The best way to get in on bird dogs uh, gear here is going to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL. You enter the promo code locked on NFL. That's in all caps. You get a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's right. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL for a free Yeti style tumbler. When you get your order, you won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you again, I wear them all the time and you will too. All right, it is uh, time to continue the show here on Locked on Fantasy Football and uh, break down more of what we have with the Green Bay Packers and the key questions uh, surrounding them here for 2023. Number two here is Jordan Love. Can he be the deep sleeper and come through? We asked this question a little bit uh, when we looked at Jordan Love and Kenny Pickett, identifying two younger quarterbacks that I think could have a big – impact in fantasy and maybe being undervalued. Right now, he's uh, ranked as QB 22. Let's see where Aaron Rodgers finished last year in this particular offense. It wasn't a very good year for Rodgers, so we know that. He struggled. The team was not very good. He was transitioning without Devontae Adams. He finished as QB 13 overall, QB 26 in average scoring there. So interesting numbers were way down there with Rodgers and uh, not the same availability and production. You look at what Rodgers did last year, 3,695 yards passing, pretty modest total, 26 TDs, pretty low for him, and 12 interceptions, pretty high for him, only 94 yards rushing and a TD. So there's some opportunity for Jordan Love to very much improve on that. I think the Packers do if they're going to be a playoff team here in 2023 and rebound from that disaster. I think they're also going to be some high volume. I don't think this Packers' defense is all. That great. So I could see Jordan Love easily pushing for 4,000 yards passing. I think he's a good bet to maybe get around 200 yards rushing as well. So keep that in mind. And there's touchdown potential here. We know Watson can be a big time scorer. I think you'll see a bigger factor with Luke Musgrave becoming a better scorer than Robert Tunyon. Al Nazard was a big factor scoring last year. So we we'll have to make up for that. Another reason to like Watson, dubs is a pretty good scorer as well when he's getting the opportunity. You have Jane Reed who's going to help as well. So I think everyone's a little bit afraid of this young receiving core and how much it's going to translate to production. Are they going to be a run-heavy team that we saw the first year with Matt LaFleur and just really cut down on that and really protect Jordan Love? I don't think they can completely do that. They want to open up the offense. There's a reason why they reloaded all their weapons at wide receiver and tight end. They want to have more impact downfield. And they want to see what Jordan Love can do. Keep in mind, they extended him – Briefly, but they want to see if he's worthy of a long term contract here as their starting franchise quarterback. So he'll be motivated as well. Now, I'm not going to go crazy and say Jordan Love falls in the category of QB1, that's in a top 12 ranking, but I think he's going to have more use than you think in a streaming situation. The weapons are just too good, and this team can be productive, and you're going to look for the right matchups to play Jordan Love. Again, I think there will be a shift to using uh, more 12 personnel getting Musgrave on the field and running a little bit more. So you'd see a lot of uh, two wide receiver sets with Watson and Dubs. That's why I don't want to go crazy on Jaden Reed working the slot. But when you look at this, the weapons are decent enough. Love can provide a little bit on the ground with his athleticism. It's not going to be huge. We uh, you know uh, Aaron Rodgers was capable of that as well. But I'd be shocked if they don't throw for 4,000 yards. So there's that. Now the key is going to be the touchdowns. Can you get up to 30 where you really feel good about that? I think you're looking at more of a 25 touchdown range with him, and again, that would put him an intriguing player that comes into play for fantasy, but more as that QB2. So I think he's going to be a very valuable QB2. Again, he might make several starts if your starter goes down. He could also really pay off. So I think he's a low-risk, high-reward player that you can look at, and again, wide receiver 22 is very cheap, near the bottom of the QB twos even. So if you can get him at the bottom of the QB twos, one of the last backups on the board, you're not sure of your first guy, maybe it's a Daniel Jones and you're taking a shot on him late, or you're trying to see if uh, you really like Kirk Cousins or Jared Goff, but you want a little bit of an upside guy later, you could definitely go with Jordan Love. So there's some number available there. And again, if Rodgers finished QB 13, even overall, I think you can look at that where there's some room to be had for Jordan Love to produce uh, some Good plays here, but just be careful. Don't overdraft him. You're not drafting Rodgers, and Rodgers faded, so that gives you reason to say we can't uh, go with Jordan Love, trust him as a QB1, but certainly we can trust him as a pretty good backup in fantasy, well higher than a QB2, QB3 borderline here in fantasy for 2023. All right, there's a look at two key questions surrounding Green Bay Packers. That leaves us with one more. We'll ask the question about the backfield. We have to explore that as well here on the show. It'll be about A.J. Dillon and whether he can rebound after a disappointing season after a big year in 2022. So we'll do that in our final segment. Thanks again for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen today. And every day, Every day, a special shout-out to you for checking out our show every time we put one up. We'll have only four shows this week. Uh, we're going to a little bit of summer abbreviated mode here but we'll get through the entire NFC North that means the Minnesota Vikings are the next team up for our key questions and the spotlight so check that out for the show to close the week uh, shorter week this week with four shows but we'll still get through the entire NFC North again and don't worry we'll get to all 32 teams we're just uh, finishing our 7 team here with the packers so 25 still to go here to break down before training camp so don't worry we'll break down your favorite team and uh, look at the fantasy prospects of basically every player that you can imagine here of note uh, for your team. So looking forward to that and uh, looking forward to uh, helping you dominate your fantasy football leagues and DFS contests. Uh, it all starts in the offseason leading into the regular season. And we've got you covered here on Locked On Fantasy Football, part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. All right, let us close the show and ask that question about the backfield. Will A.J. Dillon rebound from a disappointing season, or is it still going to be more dominant Aaron Jones in this backfield? Interesting situation that this team, really not much uh, in the way of uh, vacated work here. So they're pretty much uh, loaded with these two backs. So let's look at that. Aaron Jones finished his RB9 overall last year, RB12 on average. So, That was still good. Either way, look at it as an RB1, as we expected. A little bit lower than expected maybe for some, but still very productive. He's ranked actually outside of the RB1s in half-point PPR by the expert consensus. Here at RB15, let's look at his numbers from last year. 213 carries, 1,121 yards, rushing only two TDs on the ground, which is interesting. You remember he had that big touchdown here the first year when – was transitioning with Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur. So only two TDs there, 59 receptions, a pretty modest number for Aaron Jones when you look at that, 72 targets, 395 yards, and five receiving touchdowns. Those are hard things to get. Overall, 1,516 yards from scrimmage, very healthy number, as well as uh, seven TDs, very solid yards per carry, by the way, 5.3. So, he did a great job there with uh, that, maximizing his return in the running game. And Jones, again, better than expected to score five receiving touchdowns when he wasn't a factor in the red zone as a runner. Let's look at A.J. Dillon. It wasn't as bad as we thought last year. He finished outside of the RB2s. I thought he would finish up there, but RB25, so just out of it. So the top RB3 flex spot. He finished at RB36, however, in terms of average points per game and half-point PPR, so at the bottom there of RB3s and flex options. And he's ranked as RB33, so everything is lining up more with what he did last year, but is that a good way to go? Let's look at those numbers, by the way. 186 carries, 770 yards, so still uh, well outgained by Aaron Jones on the ground by almost 400 yards. Seven TDs, that's where the difference was made. He had five more TDs on the ground. He also uh, had uh, some work in the passing game, but not a lot. 28 receptions on 43 targets, 206 yards, 936 uh, total yards from scrimmage here, 7 TDs. So Interesting a uh, number that uh, they both got to 7 in different ways here, but that was the difference, right? That's why Jones was uh, so much higher. He had the 7 TDs, he had the receptions there that were significantly higher when you look at it, uh, 30 more receptions plus, and uh, the yards were significantly more, but also, keep in mind, A.J. Dillon was a little bit disappointing as a runner. Big disparity between these two backs. You thought the offensive line was going to have similarities with these uh, yards per carry, but 5.3 for Jones, only 4.1 for Dillon. Now, consider if Dillon just can hit five and play off the line the way, the way that Jones did for some degree, you would have pushed for 1,000 yards. He just didn't run as effectively with that lesser volume and it wasn't that much difference right 213 to 186 in terms of the carries i mean you're only talking about 27 carries different so the workload in the running game was about similar but when you look at the overall touches here 272 to 214 it's a 56 44 split so it's close to even when you look at jones and dylan in terms of the carries but when you add the receptions it really Tils is in Jones's favor, but Jones is getting a little bit older. Dylan's still a capable back. They want to think about what uh, Dylan can give them. He's also motivated for a contract here. So I look at AJ Dylan. I think he's in a good position to rebound because we know re- uh, touchdowns and regression there are in play here. And I don't know if I could see Jones scoring as much. It's really hard as a running back to score five receiving touchdowns. I don't know if that touchdown number would stay the same. So you'd figure. There's room for Dillon to go up in terms of the rushing yards, a little bit more for the receptions and the touchdowns here that could go up. And if all that goes up in relation to Aaron Jones, who I still think can finish as a borderline RB1, somewhere in the 12 to 15 range as he finished last year and he's ranked this year, I think you look at A.J. Dillon having enough there. They should lean on Dylan a little bit more given it's Jordan Love, so there could be overall more carries of this backfield and touches. Again, I think they'll build on a little bit of that 486 touches they had, I think they could push over 500 here. So that should also give them each more opportunities. AJ Dillon could rebound. This offensive line should play better with the more continuity and health. So that should open up the door for Dillon to be productive. And he has pretty good yards per carry. He can turn those out. So he had a bit of an off year productive wise here last season, but I think he'll make up for it. And he's too talented of back and too friendly of a rushing system to be down. So, I think you'll see him slide easily into the RB2 values. I mean, he wasn't far from that overall last year at RB25. I just think putting him at RB33 is a little bit uh, downgrading. His key role in this backfield, given the volume in relation to Jones, especially in the rushing attack. And again, I think touchdowns and receptions are going to bounce out a little bit more, as well as the bang for the buck in terms of opportunities here in 2023. So there you have it. There's a breakdown of the... Green Bay Packers, three key questions for fantasy football ahead of 2023 training camp as they figure out OTAs and all that good stuff here. In the quieter part of the NFL offseason, we will close the week looking at the Minnesota Vikings. Yep, we'll wrap up another division here. So if you missed any of the teams in the NFC East uh, from the Cowboys to the Commanders or any of our teams previously in the NFC North, the Bears and Lions, check it out. And we have the Vikings on deck for you. Don't worry, we'll get through all 32 teams as we said. And uh, it's going to be great here to have all that information and what you need to hear to help you dominate and look at these situations in depth to to make you make the right decisions in fantasy football for 2023. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer with our look at the Packers. Stay tuned next time with a look at the Vikings.